It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota. So little time. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Comments from the Commanders Coordinators on Thursday, and we tell you who's going to win this weekend's Week 1 matchup when the Jacksonville Jaguars come to FedEx Field this Sunday. All of that on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app. We appreciate you making us your first listener or your first view, no matter how you're watching us, including that app from your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., a streaming app that is changing the face of local news and sports in the DMV. Simply download WSA 9 Plus from your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick to check that out. I am David Harrison, covering your commanders for Sports Illustrated's fan nation's commander's country. That's a mouthful. My partner, Chris Russell, the rooster, is one half of the Russell and Methurst show on the Team 980. Find Heat and Pete Methurst there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. Of course, when we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. All right, David, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including a lot of tasty morsels on the Commanders. Bet Online, where the game starts. We thank you again for making us your first few or listen of the day. David, you're a sight for sore eyes. I, have, I feel like I haven't seen you in like months. Yeah. It's uh, and been it's been a about a week and a half. We've been working solo, obviously, uh, for the last uh, week and a half. Glad you're feeling better uh, and back at it. And I know you were at practice on Thursday and mm-hmm. as well Wednesday and Monday. Uh, and uh, again, all in Ashburn. And I guess that's where we'll start with Cameron Curl because, yep. David, as we go through this week and we'll get a, an official final injury status on Friday. So again, we'll post that information at LO Commanders. Cameron Curl still not practicing for the Commanders, but the good sign is you and the media were able to observe him doing what today? Yeah, so he was out there stretching, which is, I mean, it's the same thing he was doing uh, on on Monday. 
So Monday, two, day off on Tuesday. Wednesday, he was out because he was at the doctor. And then today on Thursday, uh, as we're recording this, he was out there stretching out there, you know, getting warm with the team. And then once the individual drills happened, uh, he left for the side field to do his recovery work. And then obviously you assume if he's not going to be out there for individuals, he's also not going to be out there for any team work uh, that they did beforehand or after uh, the media session. The part, the portion open to the media was done. So good to see Cam back on the field. Uh, but again, I don't know, you know, it's it's one of those interesting things because we talk about a player like Cam Curl, you know, it's not his first year in this defense. So he's familiar with the defense. He knows what to do. They trust him. He's a he's a good young player. And so an injury like this one, because it's not a knee, it's not a neck, it's not a concussion, it's his thumb. Like, could he go out there and play even with a protective sleeve or, or a cast or something on that thumb? Absolutely. You, you know, the the realm of possibility that he could do it still exists so there's really no way even when he's not practicing i mean you know chris i mean traditionally right dmp's twice or three times in one week you're just kind of assuming okay he's going to be out but in this case he could actually play or if washington wants to play a little strategery here they could still keep him questionable you know what i mean doubtful and force the jacksonville jaguars to prepare for life with cam curl and then on sunday morning when they show up to the stadium all of a sudden you've got Derek forrest or percy butler or jeremy reeves or a combination of the three that you got to deal with if you're Trevor Lawrence. So uh, a lot of a lot of things in play here with how they make the decision on Cam Curl for some. Right, absolutely. And and you're right. I mean, generally, if you don't practice on Wednesday and Thursday, it's not a good sign for Sunday. But no. especially as we get later in the season, you'll see veterans not practice maybe until Friday or not at all mm -hmm. on Wednesday, then be limited on Thursday, then be full or whatever on Friday. You know, again, teams do it different. But you're, the key word that you, you know, kind of alluded to is his experience in the system. This is year three for Cam Curl, a former seventh-round pick. And mm -hmm. it's not like they have a shortage of safeties, as Jack Del Rio, uh, and we'll get to his comments in, a, in just a bit, mentioned, hey, look, you know, we, we have Jeremy Reeves, Derek Forrest, who's taken a huge step up. And of course, Cam Curl and Bobby McCain. So it, it's not like they can't go into this game without Cam Curl. They have an extra safety. It's just you'd love to have them if you can figure out a way to make him comfortable, hopefully prevent any further damage and whatnot. Um, Cam Sims, I guess, would be the only other maybe name of concern that I can see, right? Uh, still in concussion protocol. A lot of us had kind of just chimed in and thought, ah, you know, Cam Sims going to be, you know, wide receiver number five and and or four, and mm -hmm. Deami Brown is either five or six, but that might not necessarily be the case on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, last, last I saw Cam Sims, he was running with a helmet on, which is a good thing because at least yeah. he's doing activities. And then, of course, they have to come back through and monitor any symptoms that come up or, or how his body reacts. And concussions are such a tricky thing. That there's no 100% real way to be able to tell. Again, Friday, when we find out the final designation, if he's doubtful or questionable, uh, you know, honestly, it's probably either questionable or out, right? Uh, that's yeah. honestly, you're not you're probably getting a doubtful. If you get a doubtful, you're probably just going to go with the out when it comes to concussions. So if he's questionable, then maybe he plays depending on how the rest of the of the weekend goes and how he how he reports on Sunday uh, as far as symptoms are concerned. But if there's any doubt, then I think they shut him down uh, for week one. But again, when you look at the matchup, you know nobody wants to get cocky and all, and all this other stuff. But you kind of look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're truly going to be a team that tries to push for a playoff position, this is a game you should be able to win, even if Cam Sims can't go.
All right, make sure you stay tuned. A couple of different ways. At LO Commanders, we'll get you the final injury report on Friday afternoon as soon as it becomes available. David, once again, uh, will be boots on the ground. Make sure you check him out, si.com's Commander Country. Uh, and uh, we'll let you know on the radio on Team 980 as soon as we get that information uh, as well. So go check that out again, David, at, um, at Harrison 82 I almost put you at my Twitter handle. You wouldn't <laughs> want that, trust me. Uh, and me, and <laughs> WrestleMania 621. All right, before we go any further, uh, Ron Rivera did not have to speak on Thursday mm -hmm. uh, because of the extra practice session back on Monday. There's, you know, the NFL limit, whatever. Normally, he would speak Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But with that uh, being on Monday, uh, again, they usually skip Thursday, that type of thing. Jack Del Rio, however, did speak. And this was the first time the media got a chance to talk to him since, I believe, the firing of Sam Mills um, mm -hmm. or right around that. And he was asked how Jeff Scanona uh, is Gunina, I should say, uh, is progressing as the defensive line coach. And don't forget, as we covered earlier this week, Ryan Kerrigan was added as the assistant defensive line coach. And he said, I think things have gone really smooth. I think the guys are responding well. Sunday we'll start to be able to see how well we're doing. I mean, what else is he supposed to say? He's not going to say it's going terrible. But yeah. do you, I mean, do you have any sense from being out there when you've been out there, uh, like of a, di I know it's a different style, but yeah. any way to gauge anything on your end? Because we didn't see really a whole lot of positive growth in the preseason, quite honestly. Yeah, it's, I think it's hard to gauge, you know what I mean? Especially at practice because you're going, you're going against your own teammates. You're not going to yeah. go hundred percent. You're not fully hitting even the days with pads, you know, you're still kind of taking a little bit off of it because, you know, for one, you're not allowed to hit the quarterback. So you got to make sure that even as you're hand fighting and trying to get around a guy or through a hole or whatever it is, you got to be in control. You have to have, you have to know where the quarterback is uh, so you can make sure you don't even accidentally run into that guy. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on. I think, you know, the, the, the atmosphere of practice and the, and the atmosphere around the defensive line group has been good. The energy has been good. Montez Sweat has been a guy who's been very vocal uh, all through training camp preseason into the regular season. So I think, you know, can I say that there is a, 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 a visibly different, you know, spirit within the group? I can't say that. I, I wish I could. I wish it was that easy to say, like, you could just tell these guys are turned up another notch. Uh, so I think that coach Del Rio is, is correct. It's, it's going to come down to the field. You know what I mean? And when you go through the problems that this unit has had with, with playing assignment football and doing what they're supposed to do in the comments, coach Rivera has made publicly about guys playing out of position or getting off script, uh, stuff like that. A lot of that goes down to trust, right? And, and mm -hmm. maybe they didn't trust coach Mills and they didn't trust that he was putting them in the right position to do the right types of things. So now do they trust, you know, coach Scanina? And if they, if they still have this problem, then maybe they don't tr trust coach Del Rio or, it could also come down to the to the bottom line that this guy or these couple of guys or whoever it is that, the, that these culprits are uh, that are playing out of position are just guys who think they know better. And if they think they know better than the coaches, they think they're they're more important than the team uh, mentality, so to speak. Then that's when the, the organization is going to have to make some tough decisions. So, you know, if, if Coach Canina can't get through to them again, you got Coach Canina who, who played high, high level football. You got Ryan Kerrigan, who's one of the franchise's greatest players in history. So. If those two guys can't get these players to do the right thing right. and to play the right uh, calls, I don't know that I don't know that's a coaching problem at that point. I think this is you're talking about a situation where these players, whoever they are, just don't want to be reached. And hopefully they are more mentally freed up for sure. All right. And about James Smith, Williams, Jack Del Rio also talked about him. He's going to play more end, of course, along with Casey Tuhill with the Chase Young injury and absence. And David, he was drafted as such. Like he has the capability of playing inside, 
But that's where he's most natural outside. He told me that, uh, I think, right after he was drafted. And I know that's still a comfort spot for him. So it was good to see like Del Rio to kind of talk about how they feel confident in him and the ability for him to do that because he's going to probably be the starting base right defensive end. And then you work in sub packages with Casey Tuwill and Shaka Tony uh, starting on Sunday. So an interesting little nugget there from Jack Del Rio. All right. So that is a little bit from Del Rio. Where do we have next? We're going to hear about what Scott Turner, right? Yeah, we also talked to the offensive coordinator, Scott Turner. So we'll go over some of the things that he had to say, including uh, some updates and some thoughts about uh, a key positional change happening for the Washington Commanders going in to week one. But before we do that, we got to talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you're going to need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. That's right. We said free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rated LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, right back here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Coming up, the keys to victory for Commanders win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But now we react to Scott Turner's comments uh, in advance of Jacksonville, the offensive coordinator, talking about Antonio Gibson's role and, of course, bouncing back from all the adversity and everything that we've already covered throughout training camp and the preseason. And, of course, he was not scheduled, as we know, to be the starter uh, until the Brian Robinson situation uh, came back around after losing his spot. He said, quote, I don't think Antonio coming off of a 1,000-yard season and he's had a really good camp – and then the first game, he didn't run the ball kind of the way he finished the season last year, obviously fumbling. He's like, I don't think he was taken back by that a bit, a little bit, but he's responded. He's responded in the next couple of games. Okay, so he talked about also having a physical package or a, I guess, a heavy package. And that's mm-hmm. what I wonder here, David, when we get to Sunday and moving okay. forward until Brian Robinson comes back, to me... I don't think it's an automatic, automatic slam dunk that Antonio Gibson is the first guy to tote the rock on Sunday. I don't think it's an absolute automatic that he's the first dude in the backfield. I I think it really depends on what they want to do and how they want to do it. It could be J.D. McKissick or it could be Jonathan Williams, 
right? We don't know because that's the guy that's basically replacing Brian Robinson as the physical cut. So if they want to open up with maybe, I don't know, two tight ends or, you know, in a 12 package or a 13 package, we might see, we might not see Antonio Gibson on the field and getting the first carry. I mean, look, you, it could be Curtis Samuel lined up in the backfield for the very first snap of the game, to be quite honest okay. with you. It's, you know, it's, it's a situation that's, that's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit sticky, right? But I think at the end of the day, you just have to rely on everybody being a professional. And that's what we, we've talked about all through training camp and, and the last part of preseason, Antonio Gibson's been nothing but professional, you know, special teams, coaches, offense coordinators, running back coach, Ron Rivera. Everybody is talking about Antonio Gibson has been the, the consummate professional. Uh, going through this entire situation and even when he talked you know to a media scrum in the open locker room on on Wednesday and he was asked about his confidence level and all those things kind of like what, what Scott Turner was talking about he admitted that that fumble in the preseason uh, against Carolina Panthers like he let it get to him he let it eat him up uh, in a bad way he got emotional on the sideline about it and that's not typically him you know he understands the concept of you know the last play was last play you got to move on uh, and do all those things but I think he understood what that really meant. And he knew that Brian Robinson was kind of already nipping on his heels just because mm-hmm. of the history and because of his performances in training camp up to then. And then you see Brian Robinson come on the field. And again, first carry of his NFL career, granted a preseason carry is an 11 yard game. And from that point on, I mean, Brian Robinson just kind of took over uh, that game with the number ones and, and really didn't look back yet. So for Antonio Gibson, you know, I've talked about this before with other players. This is a situation where he kind of, you know, even though he's being professional, going, you know, doing his special teams reps, going in with the second and third team and getting his practice reps and all that, he's a competitor and he's a guy that wants to be a starter on the NFL team. So he lost that for a little bit. So now that he gets it back, it's not a way that he's going to celebrate and it's not the way that he probably imagined it, but he's got it back. This is really going to tell you what Antonio Gibson is made of. Can he take this? He lost it. Now you have it back. Can you take it and make good on it? Because if you can, then he has the, po- the possibility that when we get into like week five or week six, when Brian Robinson is spinning up to come back, maybe there's a conversation to be had. But if not, then basically people are just going to count down the weeks until B-Rob is back on the field uh, and, and doing his thing. Yeah. And and one other quick thing, I guess we'll find out if, if AG is back for kickoff return number one, before that first possession, then we'll probably find out who's the starting running back on the very next play. And, uh, you know, again, it could throw people for a loop. So I want our watchers, uh, viewers, and and listeners to just be prepared that it might not be Antonio Gibson, even though Dax Milne is currently listed as kickoff return one. He doesn't have any experience in that in NFL regular season game play. Yeah, Uh, and real quick. Yep. Whoever running back one is, like whoever the guy on the field is that gets the quote-unquote start, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the guy that gets the most reps either. So you just got to look at the way that Scott Turner constructs this thing uh, and puts this thing together. Absolutely. Personnel packages change all the time. All right, yep. we have keys to victory coming up, right, for the Washington Commanders. David and I are going to give you a couple of keys each and as well our final game predictions. That's all coming up straight next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at betonline.net. Of course, they are your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs. And baby, it is full time back now. Commanders right now, two and a half point home favorites uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That number is coming down. Find out all of your latest football league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, and more, including this year's opening week's games 
and you'll find out that the over-under for the commander's win total on the season has moved from eight and a half to eight. So it's trending downward, just like that uh, point total on Sunday. Bet Online is your also continued so- uh, source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on everything going on. Plus, you'll be able to find out and make a bet. Hey, the commanders plus 170 to make the playoffs. Minus 210 not to make the playoffs. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, final segment here, the end of week one. Chris Russell and David Harrison back with you on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Our final predictions and Picks are coming up, but first, Chris, let's get to keys to victory. I kind of dropped mine a little bit on the crossover episode with Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars on our Thursday episode. If you haven't caught the crossover, if you're new to the show, every single Thursday we're going to publish a crossover episode with the host of the opposing team show. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun, a great way to get to know your opponent so that when you go back to work at the end of the week and you're talking trash with your buddies, you know exactly what to talk about because the expert that covers that team on a daily basis is with us here to give you the inside juice. Uh, so my quickly, my key to win to a win for the Washington commanders is Carson Wentz and Antonio Gibson because it's ball security. The last time Carson Wentz faced Jacksonville Jaguars, he had an interception. He lost a fumble. The Jacksonville Jaguars killed the Indianapolis Colts playoff streams. I do not put that loss all on Carson Wentz. I know some people do. I don't, but Carson Wentz certainly had his contributions to that loss. We can't deny that. Antonio Gibson, we've been through the story. We've been through the offseason predictions and speculation, the Brian Robinson draft pick, the preseason, all of it. We know what it is. We know what the score is. AG knows what the score is. You got to hold on to the ball, young fella, if you want to stay on the field. If Antonio Gibson can protect the football, then he is still one of the better young running backs in this league. If he can't, then he could put this team in a very precarious situation, just like we saw last year, week one against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Cannot do that again. If they, prote- if they protect the ball, Chris, I think Washington comes away with the win. But if we see the, the ball given away from the offense two times or more, I think Jacksonville comes away with the upset. Uh, you can't do that. And Antonio Gibson did that in the season opener last year against the L.A. Chargers deep in their own territory. And it was immediately cashed in for a go-ahead touchdown. Uh, and uh, the commanders never were able uh, to recover. Then, of course, the Washington football team. All right, for me, David, uh, the keys for me are special teams must be way better than it has been last year, this preseason. We know the kickoff return has been absolutely dreadful. There's reasons for that. Joey Sly has been sloppy and choppy. There's Maybe reasons for that, or at least Ron Rivera tried to chalk up some reasons for that. I've got to see it before we absolutely know it and believe it. But special teams all across the board have to be way better than they have been uh, again for a while in order for this team to do what it needs to do 
starting Sunday. Also, no first touchdown drive allowed. That may sound silly and ridiculous because you have the whole game to recover, but Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles went boom, 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 right down the throat of the Washington Commanders in the first game of the Ron Rivera era and the first drive. So did the LA Chargers, Justin Herbert. Boom, 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 boom. You don't want to get down seven to nothing, especially to a team that is feeling itself a little bit and feeling a little air of confidence with Doug Peterson and with Trevor Lawrence, the former number one overall pick. It has been a problem starting slow, not only in years, but also starting slow in games for the commanders. Don't allow it. Also, and one last thing, the offensive line and pass pro, specifically Sam Cosme, when matching up against either Josh Allen or Trayvon Walker, that is going to be a major, major X factor in this game, David, because that is one area, quite honestly, that Sam Cosme struggles in. Uh, So that is my uh, game, uh, you know, uh, keys, if you will. And I, I, of course we have more, right. I mean, third down defense and all that. I mean, third down offense, third down defense. I, I, we're trying to simplify things, but those are some things that commanders fans have to be looking at and have to be wondering, wait a second, we can play with everybody. The question Mm -hmm. is, is are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot too often? to find a way to play down, if you will, to the level of somebody like Jacksonville. Yeah, I think that's really what it boils down to, protect the ball, and you know, you'll know you come away a lot better. I know that seems simplistic, but for this team this year, especially this game, it means more uh, than it does usually for other teams. Chris, we're going to get to our final picks uh, for this game and our score predictions, but before we do that, we do need to talk about an unfortunate situation. Well, the situation was even more unfortunate when it happened, We now have a little bit of resolution uh, to that. Just more unfortunate news stacked on top of unfortunate news concerning a former Washington Commanders player. Right. And he was a key player on said special teams unit. DeShazer Everett uh, on Thursday, David, was sentenced to three months of house arrest for his involvement. He was the driver in a car crash that killed his longtime girlfriend, Olivia uh, Peters of Las Vegas. Last December, he had his license suspended by the court for six months. Uh, This incident, of course, as we detailed back then, happened on December 23rd, part of an awful, tragic time for the commander's family uh, involving Montez Sweat's brother. And, and, and of course, this particular incident and other players were following in the car. Um, Olivia Peters, again, was his longtime girlfriend. She was in town for the holidays, and he was uh, allegedly and I guess now proven to be traveling more than twice the 45 mile per hour speed limit before crashing the 30 year old. Uh, Everett, again, special teams captain up until that moment, uh, was put on the reserve list and then ultimately was released with one year left to go uh, in his contract. So uh, just a horrible, horrible situation. And again, just a constant reminder, please, please don't drive like, um, you know, don't drive like a maniac. That's the best thing I can say. And yet we see it all the time, all, all over the place. Hopefully people see this and realize the damage and the destruction it can cause. Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunate conclusion to an unfortunate situation. Uh, you know, you hope that the family members involved are all moving forward and at least have some good memories uh, to to hold on to as they move forward. Chris, just like the commanders are going to try to make some good memories for those in attendance FedEx field on Sunday afternoon against Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I gave my score prediction on the crossover episode. Washington, two and a half point favorites yesterday. They're still two and a half point favorites right now. That line, of course, could shift as the uh, final injury reports come out. So make sure you keep an eye. On that, I've got them covering the spread of four-point win for the Washington Commanders to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
my star of the game that in, in this one, Chris, honestly, it's going to be a tight end. I'm not even going to say the tight end. Logan Thomas, potentially, he looks really good. I would not be surprised if he plays this game. But if he doesn't, I also wouldn't be surprised for the team to, you know, abundance of caution and all that. John Bates, Cole Turner, Amari Rogers. Look, these tight ends, we've seen it all through training camp preseason. When they're on the field, they look good. Whoever the tight end is, they look good. Um, this is going to be very important to combating, combating against the pass rush, not just helping out guys like Sam Cosme as blockers, but also attacking the second level. Linebacker Devin Lloyd uh, from Utah. A lot of people had a first-round grade on him. He ends up with the Jacksonville Jaguars along with Trevon Walker. Listen, uh, Curtis Hodges, Arizona State undrafted free agent tight end, four-year Washington Commanders. Had a 74-yard one-touchdown game against the Utah Utes in the last college football season. Arizona State lost that game, but Curtis Hodges had a very good individual day. Could be giving his guys some notes on how to attack that young linebacker there. You add that with some veteran savvy from guys like Logan Thomas, Sean Bates with a year under his belt, and the tight end coaching Juan Castillo. I think the tight ends are going to play a pivotal role in a four-point win for the Washington Commanders. It's almost like you're an Arizona State fan and alum. And you know what? It is. But uh, that also may be coming from somewhere. So, <laughs> All right. Interesting little nugget of information there from Mr. Harrison. I'll end up with this. I know I'm Mr. Negativity. I know this, this one, this one, I had to think long and hard about this because I've tried, I've talked myself in and out of what's going to happen to start the season. But I too, David, am going to go with a commander's win and a cover of the two and a half at Bet Online right now as we record this. Again, that might change, but for right now, it's locked in at two and a half, 20 to 17 commanders week one. Ugly, but somewhat <laughs> effective, and a win is a win hey, is a win is a win. Wins are like babies. They're beautiful no matter how they come. Exactly. You kiss them, you love them, until you have to change their dirty diaper, baby. And speaking uh, of Montez any bias, Sweat you might think I have. It's going to be my star of the game. Some Late in the game, Montez Sweat gets to Trevor Lawrence with either a big sack or a forced fumble or something. Remember the big tip up and bat up of a Ben Roethlisberger yeah. pass he had in Pittsburgh on that Monday evening football upset win when Pittsburgh was undefeated that landed in the hands of John Bostick, who's now back with the team. Could you imagine that if that's recreated somehow, some way Montez Sweat, star of the game, Washington wins 20 to 17. There you go. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. All right. We will be back, of course, after the Commanders take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now for your second listen and view, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 uh, special. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. And, hey, we're going to be featured, baby. That's right. Along with a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast again we'll be back after the jacksonville jaguars and the washington commanders make sure you check us out then you want to hop in with your thoughts on the voicemail 301-615-3577 or locked on washington commanders at gmail.com for david harrison who's covering the washington commanders pressout.com stand nation of commander country i'm chris russell one half of the russell and her show on the team 980 in the odyssey app if you're out and about please be safe be kind to one another don't you dare drive like a maniac as we just told you. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.